Hello everyone, welcome to one more Prime the Transformers watch along. I am Mike Schwartz, a man in desperate need of some time in a recharging chamber. I'm joined by my kids, Emmett and Elsa. Hello. Hi. Who are always awake and full of energy until it's time to wash the dishes. Hey, not cool, Dad. <sighs> not cool. We are watching Attack of the Autobots, episode 10 of season 2. This episode is written by David Wise. We need to take a minute to talk about him because, kids, we are looking at the most prolific writer of the G1 Transformers cartoon. Ooh. Attack of the Autobots was actually his first episode, but there are many more episodes coming up, the bulk of them being in season two. David Wise also wrote for the 70s Godzilla cartoon, He-Man, Batman the Animated Series. He wrote The Clock King. Yes! He also helped develop and write the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. He is credited with writing 72 TMNT episodes. What? <laughs> I'm sure I watched them all multiple times as a kid. But we're done talking turtles. We're talking Transformers. And to help us this week, we have the equally prolific comic book artist, Mike Norton. Mike's credits include, oh boy, here comes another list. Battle Pug, Rumble, Revival, Young Justice, Gravity, Runaways, Green Arrow, Black Canary, The Goon, Billy Batson and the Magic of Shazam, Hellboy and the BPRD, Countdown to Final Crisis, Oceanverse. Yes, he drew a pinup for the collected edition of my webcomic, but that's not important. The list goes on. Mike Norton is also the co-host of my favorite podcast, The Crankcast, and we are glad to have him on ours. So let's put our weight on it and get going. Written by David Wise and airing on October 4th, 1985, this is Attack of the Autobots! Okay, everyone, we are here with Mike Norton. Mike, thanks for joining us. It's my pleasure. <laughs> my pleasure to talk about G1 Transformers. Yes. Now, did you watch it uh, growing up as a kid? I'm sure you did. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was then G.I. Joe were the the two big ones. We uh, they didn't have a lot of the cartoons. A lot of people in the like, I don't know what about the market where I'm from. I'm from uh, like the Mid-South, like uh, Jackson, Tennessee. And we we would get Transformers and we get G.I. Joe, but we didn't. We never got Voltron. We never got. Uh, we got Robotech, but it was never really, it never, there was no rhyme or reason to where it showed or when it showed. So, uh, so yeah, I think we were something about being in the sticks. We didn't have, uh, we never got to see like Bionic 6 or all these other cartoons that everybody else talks about. Um, I'm completely lost when they do. So. Maybe they had too much uh, wrestling programs. Well, they had, they did have an abundance of that. That is for certain. When when you worked at uh at Devil's Due, I noticed that they they did they didn't have the Transformers license. That was at, still no, a Dreamwave, right? That was you Dreamwave, had Joe. Canadian company. Yeah, we had GI Joe. Right, and but you we did some were, crossover comics, right? We did some of that. Um, we figured it was a good way because, I mean, there was a a secret, not so secret rivalry between us and, uh, and, uh, bah, 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 uh Dreamwave, Dreamwave because mm -hmm. Hasbro really liked them more uh, than us. And I think it's because we were first and, uh, and, and Josh got the license, uh, basically, I don't want to say he, 
defrauded them, but (laughs) they didn't know who he was. And at the time, he was just a guy who worked in a t-shirt shop in Cincinnati, and he maxed out his credit cards and bought the license from from Hasbro because they weren't doing anything with it. And they didn't know who he was. And then they found out that he was just a kid who worked in a (laughs) t-shirt shop in Cincinnati. And I think they were, they were basically annoyed by that. So they never really gave us the kind of welcome that transformers got with, with Dreamwave. And so we were always fighting them about what we could and couldn't do. And, and uh, we came out first and did amazing. And then Transformers came out and did even better. Yeah. And uh, in order to try and, you know, keep things going like uh, gangbusters, we crossed them over several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, they did that at Marvel in the 80s. It did, I don't think it did that well. I don't think it was that great of a comic that people were clamoring for. And, uh, and, but, and I think only people that remembered that really wanted it, you know? So it was people yeah, right. our age. So, yeah, I, we're, we're reading, uh, the original Transformers Marvel comic, uh, at night. And I, I don't think they're published by IDW. So I don't know if they will reprint the, uh, the GI Joe crossover, but I would like to read it. I'm sure you could get it on eBay. Isn't the co- the first cover where like Bumblebee's just getting exploded? <laughs> yeah, he's, just ex- fire he's, on? <laughs> he's blowing up. Yeah, he's blowing yeah. up. Her, Herb Trippy. Yeah, yeah. Herb Trippy drew all of those, and I remember as a kid, I I did not get Herb Trippy. I was like, oh, and, and you know, he's really good at drawing the Hulk, but robots not so much. We the the kids know Herb Trippy because we read. The Godzilla. We have the essential Godzilla. Oh, sure. And, yeah, and he, yeah. he, he did I just about every single issue. I think it's really they, good. Yeah, I think yeah. they put him on all the licensed stuff, I guess. Because they I, I you know, he he was a one of the older guys, but he was still yeah. doing stuff, and I guess they wanted to give him you know things to do. All right, well, how about we get into the episode? This is Attack of the Autobots. Yep. And and so far they're not attacking at all. They're kind of working on their hobbies. <laughs> the opening <laughs> scene there. Ta- it looks like they're tinkering with little um, toy models. Yeah, what are they doing? I don't I just, know, but I, just I really need to finish love this gunpla. I just need to finish. Yeah, this they're gunpla, working on their model kits. It, <laughs> it really is weird because it shoots. They're sh- I, they're it shoots to them. They're in the arc, and it's they're all quiet working mm-hmm. on stuff on a table and i'm like what is this there was an episode before this where they were they were just like there's nothing happening and they were like arm wrestling in the background and just kind of yeah. you know roasting each other i i don't know but yeah it's like i guess they gotta kill the time before the decepticons show up but but this time the decepticons show up right away yeah and so i this i this is a thing i forgot about this show and they mention it but when I saw that, I was like, Do, is this what it is? They just hang out in the ark and every day the Decepticons show up and attack them? Because they know where they are, apparently. This has got to be really annoying. I mean, they do have an open ark. And at least this time they have security. Like, warning, there are Decepticons. Yeah. Like, oh, good, finally, you work Teletramble. Yeah, yeah, usually the um, laser beat comes through the top of the mountain. 
where there's no security. They built an elevator uh, in episode Enter the Nightbird. Yeah, the Nightbird penetrated. Oh, I remember the Nightbird. I remember that. Yeah. So usually Laserbeak would just fly down in the open hole, but then they built an elevator, which she jumped on top of, and then she snuck down that way. Either that or Laserbeak just flies in through the front door. Yeah, either that they just go through the front door. Which is kind of what they do eventually. It seems to... This is really Keystone Cops kind of stuff, where they just, every day, they show... And what are they even doing? What is it that they want to do every day? They just want to kill the Autobots, or they just want to mess up their day? Yeah, the Autobots are usually protecting some kind of scientific MacGuffin. Sure, yeah, I get that. I'm just trying to figure out what the Decepticons are doing, because... Is it every day it's a different thing? Yeah, every day Megatron has it's almost like a get rich quick scheme, except <laughs> he it's like a it's like a get energy quick scheme. So he's, he's either like he finds a crystal in uh, South America or he oh, attacks man. a hydroelectric plant. Or um, he tries to suck the energy from something or someone or I, whatever. I guess I guess I just didn't remember how repetitive it was. <laughs> I feel like I felt like the, the each episode was a very distinct thing in my memory, but it really is just it, every it day he's wily coyoteing. <laughs> the, 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 in, the in a way, the, the issue the issue that we're that we're coming up against, being that we're in season two, season one only had sixteen episodes, and uh, most. Uh, like five of those were multi-part episodes. There's like the the pilot and then there's the ultimate doom. Sure. So there wasn't a, a whole lot of standalone episodes, mm-hmm. but season two has 49 episodes. Oh my, so, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they, they hit the ground running and then wow. they were also kind of airing daily. So I do remember that. I remember having something to watch every day. Like I would get up in the morning and they would play before... They would play either before school or after school. Mm-hmm. And I would eat my cereal and watch, and my brother would actually get underneath the kitchen table because that's where the heating vent was. And so in the winter, it was warm. <laughs> and he would just sit down there and eat his cereal, and I would watch Transformers before we went to work. Before we went to school. <laughs> work, school, same thing. Mm-hmm. But what, what we found in watching these yeah. in quick succession is that so far we've been in a string of kind of mind control episodes or like someone gets reprogrammed and there's a variation of this in this episode. Yep. Yep. It really did kind of, it made me think about the movies where, you know, the transformers are like public enemy number one to the government. And this kind of made me think, yeah, they're not so wrong about that. <laughs> yeah, if they can turn themselves invisible, well, not really invisible, just an outline with a certain gas. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just like, yeah, <laughs> the fact that oh, Optimus Prime can go bad at any minute is just kind of like, well, maybe we're better off without these giant robots then, on our planet. Right. Yeah, just... They can reprogram each other with the snap of their fingers, probably yeah, it's, literally. It, it's, it's getting really easy. Yeah. So so the Autobots get drawn out mm-hmm. and then Megatron and Starscream spray each other with like invisibility. Invisibility paint or gas or See, something. Which seems like something that they would order in an Acme box for mm-hmm. Yeah, like Wiley Coyote. Coyote. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, yeah it's Wiley, it's his Wiley Coyote moment. 
Now, when I saw this, it made me wonder, like, was this a animation kind of cost cutting feature just to, like we can just use the line art. We don't need to paint these. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with, especially with, you know, cell animation, because this wasn't computers back then. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, you can make it easy by just not animating them, just... Yeah, they could have They could have been completely invisible. It just had... <laughs> yeah, all right. That would have even been better, yeah. Just, yeah. like, show their footprints, like, Charlie Brown style. Yeah, their footprints, or if, like, the screen went blank and you just saw their eyes moving around. Yes! <laughs> oh, yeah, Charlie there Brown you style. go. So go. Megatron and Starscream infiltrate, and they, the Autobots have regeneration pods, which are kind of like, I don't know, like like a spa, they, like a, like an oxygen chamber. Yeah, spa, spa, back to tank. Spa. Yeah, right. Either that, or it's like their life source slash food. So basically, they're doing some uh, hardcore food poisoning. Yeah, because yeah. they seem to infer that they do this every morning. Like this is what they do like to kind of get charging. going. Yeah, it's like charging your iPhone. Morning aerobics. Right. Yeah. 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 They they get their stretches in their their, their Pilates in the well, morning. Well, he but says then... at one point you gotta we gotta you got a big day so start charging. Yes, right. We got a big day so it's like eating your Wheaties. Exactly. Yeah. They also said, well, you. Sh I think they said, well, you should probably take a bath. <laughs> Oh, or something really? like that, <laughs> like huh? Or that maybe that was something. You just else, gotta drive through a car wash. It's kind of like a car wash, yeah. yeah I think of C three PO also. Yeah, I'm going to take another oil bath. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe. Thank the maker. Maybe it could be something like that. <laughs> Oops. And then Rumble does a sick cassette fake out. Oh yeah, when so, yeah, when oh, the oh no cassette. Oh wait, <laughs> the Decepticons are flying away, and is it Ratchet that tries to to catch him? Yeah. And yeah, then he transforms into a cassette and then he retransforms and then flies away. Oh man. Rumbles. Rumbles a little jerk, but he is pretty cool. I loved all those tapes. Who's the other one? Rumble and Frenzy. 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 Okay. So yeah, the, and then the Decepticons fly away and the Autobots are like, oh man, that, that's a hit and run. This this, this isn't their style. They must that's be weird, up to something. Yeah. And Optimus kind of scratches his chin. He's like, Yeah, you're right. Oh, proceed, well, let's get going. And then they proceed no. to not investigate at yeah, they all. Don't. Like, something must have happened to the Ark. Where'd Megatron come from? Yeah. They're just like, hmm. Well, anyway, back to the model kits. They do get in an argument with Teletron, don't they? Don't they just have to constantly, like, arguing with Casey Kaslin? No. Because he's, like, telling please. them, they're never going to fall for this, Megatron. They do. Oh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah, like Megatron somehow is still hacked into their their pods, yeah. and he's he's, like, he's arguing. This isn't gonna work, Megatron. He's like, watch, and it works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they take their spa. They they have a big day. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, big day ahead of us. Recharge, recharge. Yeah, and and um. What we assume is Florida. It's like <laughs> the, the geography. Oh, oh my gosh. Where is the Ark? Is it? It's in the desert, right? I, I looked it up, and it's never tr truly revealed where the Ark is located in the cartoon, mm -hmm. but in the in the Marvel comic, it's Oregon. But like, it's oh. it's the 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 mountain is they call it Mount Saint Hillary. It's it's kind of based on Mount Saint Helens. So sure, sure. assume that they're in the Pacific Northwest, so yeah. Washington, Oregon. But they're going to Florida, which. which Florida? The, the the drawing of it, it's just boom. There's a peninsula. Yeah, not, it looks. Um, 
Yeah, that doesn't quite look like Florida. A uh, geography les- lesson. If the arc is in Florida, then like that's probably not where it is because Florida and the southeast, which is the current region name, it doesn't have many deserts, even though it's right next to the to the southwest, which has Texas, Al- Alabama, not Alabama, <laughs> Oklahoma, Arizona, New Mexico, which has a lot of deserts. But the you just learned your states in yes, school. Yes, right? the region with <laughs> Florida has swamps, so that's the opposite. It has deserts. swamps and beaches. Yeah, that's it. So I'm guessing that the arc is somewhere in. Texas or Oklahoma? No. Like I mean, it would be easier to think. get to Florida that way. Yeah. You're talking yeah. about three days of drive. Or... Yeah. Mm, that's long enough. <laughs> so it's when we go to months. Florida, there there's about to be a rocket launch at the Harding Space Center. Mm-hmm. And they're launching the satellite. It's a solar energy generating satellite, and it's it's meant to provide power for the entire world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. What one satellite? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense. Which, of course, Megatron wants to steal. Duh. Because can... it will give him power, or because it'll get him back to Cybertron. Yeah, what? It, it gets a little weird because usually he he just wants the energy source to kind of harness enough power to make enough energon cubes, and then they'll like kind of fly back to Cybertron with enough energy to finally win the war. No, I think he's just taking the rocket. Yeah, he's. I think he wants to take it, but then, like, is he gonna we'll take this and this? Use it on other suns? I mean, he could stay here well, and he's, take he's the not, energy from. He doesn't see. He's riding it at the end of it. He's not. <laughs> yeah. He's like taking it somewhere. He's not necessarily Yeehaw. after the satellite. He's just like taking a ride on it. Yeah. Eventually, their plan turns to their. I think they're going to use the rocket to go back to Cybertron, and if they have the solar satellite then good for them yes icing on the cake yeah sure megatron is the equivalent of a cat saying oh what a nice box oh yeah i guess there's a tv in it (laughs) yeah yeah he doesn't want the satellite he just wants to rocket that that (laughs) That that's carrying it no i was i was just wondering about motivations there because i i so the transformers their their ultimate goal is to still get off planet to go back to cybertron I mean, they could. They have space bridges and yeah. shockwave. In in season one, they had the space bridge, which they oh, built, right. and they, they could literally go from Cybertron and back. Right. But now that that's kind of off the table. Uh, and, and lately, it's mostly just been Megatron stealing energy. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So now the Autobots turn evil. Their eyes glow red. Turn jerks. Of course, a, a sign of that. Yep. And uh, Optimus punches Teletran one. And then we go to Jazz. Now, this is cool because this is pretty much the most Jazz we've had in an episode. Yeah. Yeah. I actually like this because uh, as a writing example, because they they telegraph something that will come back later in the episode. And it's just like, here's this little kid's cartoon. And most, (laughs) most, most adult movies and TV shows aren't as as uh, clear in their plots as this is right are you referring to his his music yeah his new super uh sound system that he had yes still yes. the same music as all of his other 
speaker things. Okay, yeah, I need to take an aside with this. I had to do some research because every time Jazz plays music, he plays the exact same song. We've mm-hmm. heard this now, multiple times, and we will hear it in the future. Is it in this? Is it the same? They is it the same song they would also play on GI Joe sometimes? It's okay. like the generic music you would hear on the radio or at a function or at a party in a way now he, okay. here is a confusing thing so it according to some transformers research websites that i i looked up they say that the song jazz is playing is called cold slither it's an instrumental version that's of the, that's from gi joe yeah yes um the song cold slither as performed by cold slither from the gi joe episode cold slither Cold Slither is the Dreadnoughts. They're yes. Dreadnoughts band. They have a band called Cold Slither. What a bunch so of Cold Slither. If we ever do a G.I. Joe show, we, you can be on to cover Which that. Which was episode. actually another <laughs> mind control yes. episode. It is. Yeah, yep. they were trying to control people's minds through their music. Yes. So so reading that, I did go back and where they referenced some of the episodes that of the Transformers that uses that music. And that music is the instrumental cold slither like you hear in autobop mm. like when they go to the club but that's not this song this is a okay. different song okay and i i tried to find it and i there was a youtube uh clip that someone put up of like a the clean full version of the song but it's just called like <laughs> jazz's theme so <laughs> I, th- I i may need to research it for because it's driving me crazy because they play it all the time and it's such a weird song because it, it's got this kind of everything's like slightly out of time in a weird yeah, way and the horns come in and the guitar's weird. It's, it, it's like if you asked a computer to make like jazz rock for somebody. Well, may, I mean, that's a good explanation. Maybe that's what, how jazz interpret, maybe he composed it. Yeah. And yeah. that's what he interprets to be like kind of earth rock. That's mm-hmm. why everyone covers their ears. Audio yeah, no one whatever. likes it. Well, well, Spike says he likes it. He said, he said it's too loud, but I like it. <laughs> but Jazz's new speakers causes uh, a rock slide, mm-hmm. and uh, Bumblebee didn't want any part of it. So he goes back to Teletrend One, or goes back to the Ark and finds that Teletrend One is uh, destroyed, and Blue Streaks there trying to like coax him into it, like the like the Pod People or something. But Bumblebee's mm. kind of catching on that he's not quite acting. The same. He has red eyes. Take a nap, Bumblebee. <laughs> Blue Streak. Blue Streak was one of the. It was definitely my first and probably one of the only Transformers I actually owned. Oh, nice! I didn't have a lot of Transformers, but Blue mm-hmm. Streak was the first one I ever bought. I think it was a Mazda RX-7 or something like that. Fair Lady Z. Yes. Thank you, Evan. Um, <laughs> and also, uh, Reese's name Blue Streak is because his, I think, Diaclone concept. Oh, or the some Japanese er- version some, was blue. Yeah, some early concept. Yeah, he's of not him blue. Was blue. Mm-hmm. But then, like now, it's and he's the same model as Prowl, right? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And Smokescreen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Smokescreen. He's kind of red, white, and blue. He's more like a sports car. But he was later, though, right? Smokescreen? Yes, yeah, season yeah. two. They, they, they take care of uh, Blue Streak. And then Spike's dad, Sparkplug, who 
he's an interesting case because a lot of times he's like doohickey what's it's i don't know anything about this technology <laughs> but at the beginning of the season he builds a robot out of spare parts which he then puts yeah. his son's mind well, into it because yeah. he's, after he's, the car got tipped over yeah he's, he's don't forget he's also going to uh, rebuild a fleet of airplanes in a couple of weeks at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah, yes. So yes. He's, he's, oh, he's, he's pretending to be dumb, I guess. <laughs> I, may, yeah, maybe he just knows how to fix it, but he doesn't know what it does. So the oh, security camera picks up Megatron. It picks up e invisible Megatron, so yeah. it would just be like this device floating in midair into their recharging stations. Yeah, Acme invisible spray. Do-do-do-do. And yeah, need to get some of that stuff. Yeah, and then uh, so they learn they learn of the Decepticons plot and going and uh, Bumblebee puts his hands on Spike's shoulders in shock. And then we go to commercial, <laughs> and then we go to the Air Force base mm -hmm. where <laughs> freaking the mind controlled Autobots, Autobots they <laughs> just wreck everything in the jerkiest way possible. <laughs> it's it reminds me of like maybe like a Will Ferrell SNL sketch where he's just stomping <laughs> around, just breaking stuff for no reason. Yeah, so while they're doing that, Ratchet and Hound they're going to attempt to steal the blueprints for the solar for the oh, that's really tough to say for the solar satellite. <laughs> So we get to Dr. Harding, who, <laughs> else I think you had the same note as I did. Mm -hmm. What is it? Like, the first female character we see in, like, eight episodes. Yes. Yay, oh, really? Finally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The last one we saw was uh, Spike's potential girlfriend. And Nightbird. Oh, well, night. Yeah, human. if you count Nightbird, who's yeah, a, Nightbird. a robot ninja lady. I think she's Lady J in disguise because she kind of looks like. Oh, true. Well, not the same uh, yeah. voice. Not the same voice. The voice actress is the uh, same um, Morgan Lofting, who is also the voice of the Baroness from GI Joe. Oh, okay. All right. No clue what you're saying, but all right. <laughs> Ratchet breaks through the door. Yeah, and Dr. Harding jumps out the window with the blueprints, mm -hmm. Jackie Chan style, and lands on um, like a patio umbrella. And she kind of gives a wink, and runs away. shows the blueprints, got them, and then she, she's off. She's like a ninja, like ninja warrior kind of uh, contestant. Yeah. You need to triangulate the exact softest point of an umbrella. Well, she's mm -hmm. a, I mean, she built a rocket, so she might, she knew the trajectory. Like, if I fall at this angle. <laughs> Optimus continues destroying the jets. He's just throwing them down. And yeah, he says, destroy, destroy. Let none stand against us. And then the, one of the most heartbreaking scenes. Oh, yeah. Bumblebee gets there. And he's Prime. like, Prime, no. no and I then know Prime you're slaps him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Slaps that big old round face. Well, there's that shot before where it's Prime shadow kind of like enveloping Bumblebee. <laughs> And his face is just like, oh, no. Yeah, and then he just slaps Whack. him, knocks him to the ground. Yeah, so while that heartbreaking scene's going on, the Megatron just breaks through the door of, like, mission control and shoots half of the computers, but then FBI, he's like, now I have control. And, yeah. That's he a good Megatron. Bam, 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 oh, thank bam. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they take control of the launch. Which they intend to, yeah, Two may, hours. maybe steal the the satellite, or maybe just take it to Cybertron. <laughs> yeah. Have my cake and eat it too, mm -hmm. right? 
and then so then they they figure out uh Sparkplug builds a um what do they call it? His the good vibes machine. Yeah, yeah, basically they're like we got to get the evil out and the oh, good the in. Changes. <laughs> the yeah, the right. That's how he explains it to the the intelligent robot from another planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz he's too dumb to understand apparently. <laughs> Jess is like Barry Jam for some reason starts like flashing. Oh like, yeah, third Barry Jam. Yeah. What, what was the thing before? Like first so and so, second so and so, so and so that. Okay, I'm putting a. All right, I'm t- distract him. I'll give him first drain first evil, drain evil second, second recharge. recharge. Good. Let's hope, hope I don't finish up with third Barry Jam. What? I don't get that. That what is that, that is that is bad writing. That is. That is some hokey joke writing right there. And then over there, it. he just starts flashing like a strobe light. Oh, yeah. Barry yeah. Jam, Jazz's light show. I call this song Berry Jam. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's the name of the song. I, I don't know. So Wait, he want, doesn't want to end up as it. Yeah. They, <laughs> so they distract Blue Streak and Sparkplug puts on his little kind of football thing. And he's mm-hmm. back to normal. Then we go back to Dr. Harding, who's running away from Ratchet. She, like, jumps in a dumpster. <laughs> yeah, gotta do yeah, what you gotta do. I like how squirrely she is. It's hard to catch this lady. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and, and this... <laughs> he, he flings the wrong dumpster and then flings the right one and she still survives. Yeah, and Unharmed. looking at the establishing shot, so so that's, like... The giant science building, which is a huge skyscraper, and she, and then she's like running in this really kind of rundown part of town. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of you know they beat up three story buildings, like kind of industrial. And mm-hmm. yeah, she jumps in the dumpster with the blueprints. So Hound's back to normal and Ratchet, right? Yeah, and then could, it, it he could have done a montage of like them getting back. Yep, and then we end with uh, we go to commercial two with with kind of a really cool shot where reflection. Uh, yeah, Bumblebee's taking his stand against Optimus and he's he's standing on an airplane wing and then his he's reflected in Optimus's um windshield chest. Mm-hmm. And then kind of zooms in. That's where you get to commercial two. So then there's more destruction. We get Skyfire showing up who just destroys an airplane out Wait, of nowhere. How is he supposed to fit into a recharging pod? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, they're only okay. <laughs> big one. But, and, 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 they, they bring out an extension cord for him. Right, yeah. You get a hot tub, you get a hot tub, you get a pool. I, I wonder if we'll see, as we continue watching the episodes, if we'll see these uh, recharge pods anymore, because they were Probably really not. important in this episode. Probably not. One thing that's very important in one episode is never seen again. Yeah, so they continue fixing the Autobots. Oh, they all the get Skyfire. on the massive, massive Skyfire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He can at least carry three of them on the out. Wait a minute. There's a bunch of them on the inside, too? Yeah. But there's only three that can fit on top of them. Yes. This is like an M.C. Escher drawing. (laughs) (laughs) It is a TARDIS, my fellow. It is so confusing. (laughs) And then Optimus transforms, uh, and then... He he backs up and then just it's yeah, like trailer, in something. His trailer opens up and we kind of see the Optimus Prime toy. Yeah, that's where, the thing. They mentioned his three forms, and I was like, I don't think I've ever seen this in the cartoon before. In, in in the pilot, 
uh, in the pilot episode, we see Roller, like the Yay. little little uh -huh. uh, six wheel guy, who sounds. Um, they just used R two D two sound effects, okay. and, and, and not mentioning all the um, Tie Fighter next wing sounds yeah. that they use for uh, and, uh, all the jets this episode. Yeah, since this was all developed for Diaclone, uh, yeah, Diaclone right. figures are meant to fit in the cockpit of the repair robot thing and sure, Roller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is a really weird thing. It is where he, they they shoot the um, we'll call them the the, the fixing chips or whatever, I, onto the two other the two other components. But so they're like kind of connected to Optimus. Yeah. Yeah. It, so that doesn't do anything with him, though. No, no. Bumblebee again tries to reason with Optimus. I believe in you. Yeah, <laughs> you, you gotta fight, fight it. And he just goes. Ah! Yeah, and then a tortured computer once again. Yeah, Optimus seems to be the only one that was kind of fighting against yeah. the power because he has three components. And then the he, leader, man. Yeah, and Bumblebee gently places it on his knee, and then and then we get a very famous GIF of uh, Optimus giving Bumblebee a, <laughs> a fatherly pat. A big baby hug. You did it, to, yes. you did it, to little friend. You saved me, pat pat. Yeah, and then starts burping him. Prime, no. I know. <laughs> Next. Yeah, that was really funny. It's not my favorite part of this episode, but it's pretty funny. My favorite part is what comes next. Oh yeah, yeah. So now the all the Autobots are are fixed. We've resolved that, but now we got to stop uh, Megatron stealing the rocket. So they all get into Skyfire. So Optimus mm -hmm. and his trailer can fit Whatever into yeah, yeah. The the Decepticons just pile into the rocket. And didn't they say, like, it's too late to stop the launch? But then Optimus and Ratchet jump out of Skyfire and land perfectly on the on the front this of the rocket. My, uh. This is my favorite part. This is the thing that made me laugh out loud because Ratchet, 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 Ratchet he, he activates the side panel on his arm. So I'm like, oh, he's going to pull out, like, a arc welder or a laser? No, it's a wrench. <laughs> He I pulls a wrench out of his arm. I had to stop the episode. It's like his name is Ratchet. The guy named Ratchet. Pulls he out needs a to loosen a bolt. He could have pulled out a ratchet, mm -hmm. and he pulls out a wrench. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Wrenches seem to be a uh, a repeating theme in Transformers. My favorite so, wrench. Yeah, in season one, Sparkplug was was being mind controlled. And Spike, his son, uh, showed him his favorite wrench. And that oh. kind of was like, and he, and he said, he held it in his hand. He said, my favorite wrench. And that kind of <laughs> broke his spell. Damn, wrenches are a big deal. How big they are, is that yeah. wrench? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's al yeah. We've yeah. already seen he's like two or three stories tall. So then Jazz, Jazz gets an idea and, and mm -hmm. calling back to his rock slide, he jumps mm -hmm. out again onto Skyfire's wing and then he, he just <laughs> and he lays on top, he just of, lays on top of him mm -hmm. and then he transforms into a car yep. and manages to stay on, on top of the, mm -hmm. on top of Skyfire, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. takes out his new sound system and plays yep. that song, whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. And then Optimus is like, oh yeah, uh, uh what did he call it? Kids. A musical sonic boom. Mm -hmm. yeah. Music, uh, that's so right. He, it says that. Musical sonic. Good old jazz. 
Good he knew what he was Jack. doing, and and that's enough to take out a rocket. <laughs> uh, the, uh, specifically, the fuel of it, because it seems like it said the fuel. Yeah, Megatron's like, like, no, the fuel. Optimus and Ratchet take take off the tip of the uh, the rocket, and mm-hmm. they just jump off the rocket. I'm not sure if physics would support that. We're, we're we're getting to the part where time for more Autobot chucking. Yeah, yeah. Optimus jumps on Skyfire, and they fly into space, and then Optimus just throws a satellite into orbit. Like you could have mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. dropped it; it'd be fine. No, well, no, because that's that needs motion. That's oh, where we. Yeah. That's the last time we see that satellite. So I'm assuming it deployed properly, and now the Earth is fully uh, energized what? by solar power. World All problems peace. are World solved. Peace. World yeah. Peace. Please. Yeah. And, yeah. and then Megatron, like, wait, so you tell me all this energy stuff is free? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it kind of solves Megatron's well, problem. Ah! If, if everybody has solar power, then he can just take yeah. as much as he wants. Yeah. Well, Everybody's I could happy. Just... He should yeah, be happy just... too, actually. That should change yeah. his whole outlook on life. <laughs> well, I can just wake up in my um charging pod um next uh tomorrow morning and I can think of a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll <laughs> Who needs come up with solar some energy? Scheme. Yeah. Like, but we can use this energy Find a reason to make to be it. evil. But what about the wind? <laughs> like, I will take away the earth's wind and it'll <laughs> Single-handedly destroy mm. it. I'll destroy oxygen because I don't want to win. <laughs> oh yeah! I, don't, I oh. shall blow up oxygen. That's that's a good it. plot. I don't think they need it. <laughs> they don't. They don't actually. Yeah. It ends in the arc, and they're kind of arguing. Know, yeah, yeah, they're kind of having a, right. But then, yeah, and then, like you said earlier, like. Sparkplug's like, well, you know, we gotta fix uh, <laughs> all these An jets in the next few weeks. Of, of jets, of fighter jets. <laughs> no, nope. that, that's another. That's another thing. The Autobots tend to destroy a lot of stuff, and then they're they usually get away with it. But but this this one, they're putting their best foot forward. Maybe well, that's what they were doing Sparkplug at the beginning is. of the episode. They were probably fixing something they broke in the last episode. Yeah, maybe they're still fixing the uh, like the science dome from the Nightbird episode. Yeah. So, so that's the end of Attack of the Autobots. Uh, <laughs> Mike, as our, our guest, we we usually go. Uh, we have a a rating system one to ten, which we never refer back to. I always forget what we <laughs> what we give previous episodes. I tried to keep count one one time before. It's basically did you like it or didn't like it. <laughs> So what did you think of Attack of the Autobots? I liked it. It did feel like a filler episode, but after realizing, you know, I don't remember a lot of these, I was I was wondering how many of these actually have something happening in them. Because this really felt like, oh, this is not a... Because usually I seem to remember every episode was like, here's a new Transformer or, you know... Or it was a one-on-one kind of thing, and this was really, sure. this was really a like a situation going out of control kind of thing. Yeah. So I yeah, this like one was, was interesting to me. I would give it like a six or a seven or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I would go. I, I think I've watched this three times now in preparation of the episode, so it it. The ending really gets to me. I love the the rocket sequence. The so rocket I, I'll go sequence 6. really is the only reason to come to it. I, I'll go six point five. I'll give it a seven. 
Okay. It, it, it was, it felt like a lot of a filler episode, just, oh no, would you look at this, a doctor's in danger after they've invented some good mm-hmm. energy thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, just mind control. Yeah, so seven. It was a good episode. More Not a lot of miscolor. I yeah. am one to point out miscolorations and there were not a lot in this episode it was fairly good and and yeah like when you're talking about introducing new transformers like we've already seen some new characters uh Mm -hmm. for season two but but this one this was all the season one guys yeah yeah and not a lot of them really when you think about it right yeah but it was it was good that they got to highlight uh, Jazz. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bumblebee's usually one of the main guys, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jazz and Hound are, always make me happy when I see them. Elsa, what did you think? Um, I'll get a 6.7. Oh, okay. That's more than me. <laughs> it was very a very standard ep- episode with someone or someone's being mind controlled and oh no we have to stop this and stop them yeah um yeah yeah i think dr harding and the whole rocket thing was was kind of the the, the different uh going against the, the the template that that you know if when you're doing 49 episodes in a season you know it's sure to get repetitive but uh, yeah, there you go, Attack of the Autobots. So, Mike, you know, thank you so much for joining us. And oh, sure, uh, sure. you know, uh, before we go, you know, do you have do you have any uh, do you have any upcoming projects that you can announce or talk uh, about what you're doing? Um, or? Announce my. I mean, I have. I'm working on Ninjack for Valiant, and that that should come out at some point. I don't know when mm-hmm. to have that on the schedule. I'm working on a graphic novel called the. Rock Gods of Jackson, Tennessee. That should be out later this year, like Very sometime cool. in the winter or beginning of winter. And uh, I think the season thirteen of Mystery Science Theater three thousand is starting in May for for people who weren't uh, contributors to the Kickstarter. So be on the lookout. Right. Okay. And you're doing uh kind of like supplemental artwork for it or? i am the lead concept designer of the show so i oh, concept I, designer. Okay. I, I draw all the stuff like everything on the show i drew and made mm-hmm. and it was either either my art is used in the show or there's a digital painter named uh, uh gary glover who does a lot of the he does a lot of the stuff like when you see the buildings and the set and the stuff that people are standing in front of he does Mm-hmm. Like the painting of that. So yeah, it's that my is first like cool. film TV kind of credit. And what a show to be a part oh, of. Yeah, That's it's awesome. one of my favorites. Yeah. So and is that yeah, I know they had the Kickstarter for it, and then it's it's gonna end up on like their own website, right? It is it's uh gizmoplex.com. Right now, mm-hmm. you can go over there and actually, you know, join up like a streaming service. And they have different okay. packages. They have different packages. You can actually buy or rent old episodes of the show right now. And uh, ah. so even the Netflix stuff. So, Oh, cool. Yeah, I. it's been a long time since I kind of dove back into it. Um, I know on, on Pluto TV, which we watch a lot, they have. Yeah, they have channel, a whole channel, channel for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watch it all yeah. the time. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> we we usually watch either uh, Iron Chef. They have a whole twenty four seven Iron Chef channel. The whole twenty four seven Price is Right. Uh, Price is Right. Yeah. Bob Barker. Barker. Yeah. yeah, it's Price is Right around like eighty two to eighty four. As they say, the Barker era. It's the Barker era. Oh, it's right. also the uh, the Johnny Olson. No, not Johnny Olson. Uh, the pre Rod Roddy era. <laughs> oh, a, the a, announcer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's right. another it's another announcer. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. And I believe he he passed away, and then Rod Roddy took over. That's who I remember growing up. Imagine having a job. Now. Oh yeah, yeah. There are only like two guys that. Well, I mean, yeah, two guys have hosted that show. Two hosts and two announcers. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Well, I think there's a third one now. Okay, this is not about Price is Right. We're talking about Transformers. All right. Well, we'll wrap up for now. So, okay. Mike, once again, thanks for joining us. We'd love to have you back in the future. That was a pleasure. And, uh, yeah, everybody, thank you. And we'll see you next time on One More Prime. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Mm-hmm.